have a Bible with you here today. Uh, I'll have all my scriptures on the screen today. And uh, this morning, I want to share a message that I've entitled, Three Days. Three Days. You know, oftentimes when it's Easter Sunday, we focus on on that resurrection day, and rightfully so, and we will. But uh, this morning, I'd like to maybe take a little different look at this particular weekend in our history. I will tell you that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is one of the most um, provable historical facts in history. Uh, Even non-Christian historians from long ago uh, point to a fact that there was a man named Jesus who was crucified, and he came back to life, and he rose from the dead. And uh, this day, this day is a day of great importance to us, as I said before. How many of you are thankful today for the resurrection of Jesus? Amen? Amen. So this morning, what I'd like to do is draw your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul uh, is actually saying a lot in this chapter, and this is a chapter in particular where he talks about the subject of resurrection. And I want to uh, spend some time looking at the first four verses, if I could. And if you're able to, could I ask you to stand with me in honor of God's Word? We're going to read this together. And again, if you don't have your Bible, you can follow along on the screen, okay? Here we go. It says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you've believed in vain. For I received, uh, for what I received, I passed on to you, as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. Why don't we pray together? Lord, as we look at these three days that we just uh, pointed out here in the Scripture, Lord, bring to our minds and to our hearts what we need, Lord God, wherever we are in our relationship with you. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would uh, touch us as we hear your word, and God, that you would do a lasting work in all of us. And we'll thank you for all that's done in Jesus' name. And we all said amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Some of you have thrown me off today because you're sitting in a different part of the church than you usually do. So... I'm going to, have to, uh, going to have to adjust a little bit, but again, it's so good to see you. Uh, again, so rather than merely focus on uh, the, uh, the resurrection day, I want to take a look at three days, the three days of this weekend. And I have found, <laughs> and by the way, if you were here for our Good Friday service on Friday night, there was just a, a powerful presence of God in this place. It's just wonderful. And I urge you, you can catch it online if you'd like to. Uh, it just, it was great. But I, I have found, I have found 
that there is some significance to each of these days that I want to point out for you this morning. And I would guess that God can meet every single one of us in one way, shape, or form as we look at all three of these particular days of this weekend when Jesus was not only crucified, but when he came back to life as well. So let's get started. Let me point out the first day, Friday, what we call Good Friday. And I call that the day of penalty. What penalty, Pastor? The penalty for our sin. I said it's the penalty for our sin. Uh, Luke chapter 23, beginning in verse 33, it says this. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. And the soldiers also came up and they mocked him and they offered him wine vinegar and said, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. Why did he go through that? You know, some people hear this story. In fact, uh, we who have been around the church for a while... I got saved when I was nine years old, so that's like 20 years or so, and uh, ish. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I got saved when I was really young, and so I've, I've grown up in church. I, I've, 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 I've been in church, and so I have heard the phrase, Jesus died for your sins, many, many, many times. And I will tell you, if I'm not careful that could become a bit of a cliche for me. The meaning of that can kind of lose its power if I'm not careful. The story of the crucifixion, a brutal way to die. Jesus was beaten. He was whipped uh, with a what was called a cat of nine tails that would just rip his body apart. He was uh, mocked, spit upon. The one who had no sin at all was found guilty of a crime that he did not commit. But it was more than that. You see, Jesus was actually found guilty of my sin. My sin was a debt We hear a lot about debt in our country. My sin was a debt that could not be paid by myself. No matter what I do, I could try to have my good deeds outlast my bad ones and try to be a good person. And hopefully in the grand scheme of things, that could kind of weigh out. And, and, but, but that's not enough, the scripture says. In fact, the Bible says that my righteousness is like filthy rags compared to the all-surpassing grace of Jesus Christ. So what I can do is not enough. And Jesus knew that. So because I had this incredible debt of sin that I could not pay, the price for that debt was death. 
Romans 3 says that the wages are what we earn. I'm I'm sorry, Romans 6. The wages of our sin or what we earn for our sin is death. And that's where Jesus entered in. Because Jesus knew that humanity could not save themselves. There had to be a perfect, spotless sacrifice for my sin. To pay the debt that made me spiritually bankrupt, to pay that debt. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. You see, Jesus' death was the full payment for every one of my sins. Every one of them. You know, you might be sitting here and say, Oh, Pastor, uh, I am a bit of a hot mess. Uh, I, I've, I've got a history, I've got some baggage. Your baggage is never bigger than the cross. Your mistakes are never bigger than the cross and the grace of Jesus Christ. Your history. I always laugh when people say, well, you know, you know if this person comes in here, yeah, boy, they're, they're a real mess, so just be prepared. I'm like, I'm not scared of that. Because I know that whatever that means, and myself, we both need the same Jesus. I needed Jesus. You and I both need Jesus. And so he went to the cross to die. The greatest act of love that could ever be performed was performed by the Son of God, Jesus, on that Friday. The day of penalty, he took the penalty that paid the debt for my sin so that you wouldn't have to. So, how do we receive the gift of eternal life? Remember that verse I quoted a little bit ago, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, if we believe in our hearts that He rose from the dead, we will be saved. Today, what I offer you, what I offer you today, if, if you are far from God today, if, if, if there was one time that you were serving God, but, now, but you've walked away from Him, the cross, the cross, that Friday is a reminder that you can be restored back to Jesus once again. You can ask Him for forgiveness. You can ask Him for a brand new start. Or maybe you have never made that decision in your life. I will tell you that that is the greatest decision that you could ever make. It's to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If there was another way for us to receive forgiveness, if there was another way to heaven, then it would have made this Friday a complete waste of time. But Jesus knew that when he paid that death with his that debt with his blood that covered all of our sins will you ask jesus today to come into your life will you make him your lord and your savior that's why he did this because he wants 
heaven with you forever. But there's a second day. And it's a day that we don't talk about a lot. We've talked about Good Friday. We have Good Friday services. But we rarely have Saturday services. And Friday was the first day, and that was what we call the day of penalty. But Saturday, that's a day of uncertainty. I would like... I would like to take you back to the moment that Jesus uttered the words, it is finished, and into your hands I commit my spirit, and he died. And the story picks up right here in the book of Luke, chapter 23. Take a look at this. It says, now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, placed it in a tomb, cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. And then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Let's not glaze over this day too fast. See, because the reason we're here today is because we're celebrating Easter Sunday. I'm going to get to that. But Saturday, what what do you think was going through the minds of his followers? He he said he was the Son of God. He's dead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we expected him to do more than this. I mean, he did great things, but now, now he's, he's dead. And we, we saw him buried. I mean, now what? Now, now what do we do? Have you ever been at a point in your life where you said, now what do I do? Where there is uncertainty that you're facing in your own life. There's confusion going on in your own life. Believe me, this Saturday is for you. For you see, for you, you might be at a place of uncertainty and confusion in your life right now. It could be your job situation. I thought this thing was going to work out way better than it has. I thought I had a great job. Turns out it's not so great. I thought by now I'd have a job. Turns out I'm having difficulty. Maybe there's a relationship that is breaking down, or maybe there's a relationship that has become fractured in your life, and, and you're not sure what the next step is. You, you, you have more confusion than you have answers right now. You, you don't understand what's going on in your life. Maybe, maybe there is a prayer that you have been praying 
maybe for a long time. And quite honestly, you haven't seen the answer you've been praying for just yet. Friend, can I tell you that for many people, that is the biggest hurdle that they will ever have to jump over in their relationship with God. It's trying to understand, why didn't God answer my prayer and what I was asking for? I'm not asking for bad stuff. I'm not asking for my boss to get leprosy. Don't pray that your boss gets leprosy. Especially if you work for me. You're not praying for bad stuff. I'm praying for this healing. I'm praying that this, this really good thing would take place. And so what happens? There's uncertainty. There's questions. There's fear. There's doubt. Maybe you even... You ready for this? Maybe you even doubt... If God is everything his word says he is. And today, if you find yourself, oh, you're past Good Friday, but you're sitting on Saturday, and you're not sure what's going on in your life, you've got more confusion. First of all, let me tell you something. God will never direct you out of confusion. So if you're confused, and if you doubt, that is not the time for you to make a big decision. I'll try this side. If you're ever confused or in doubt, I'll get back to you. That's never time to make a big decision, ever. Some of us, the greatest thing that God could give us on this Easter Sunday is clarity. It's to let us know that he's still in control. Let me make this statement. For every Saturday that exists in here, there is a Sunday. For every doubt, there's a resurrection. For every hopeless feeling that exists in here, there is life. And that life comes from Jesus. And today, if you find yourself at a point of uncertainty, today, if you find yourself that you're at a point of of, of confusion, I want you to know that God cares very much about that, and he just wants you to know, hey, hang in there. I've got Sunday coming for you. I've got life coming for you. I've got an answer. Don't give up. Let me say that again. Don't give up. Keep trusting God. Well, pastor, it's difficult. Yes, it is. It'd be silly if I got up here and said, it's easy. Just go on. Everything will be fine. It's hard, especially if you are a type A control freak like me, because I got to have my hands in everything, and I got to have a plan, and I got to have a script, and I got to have direction. I got to have, I need bullet points. And when, and when things don't go according to my bullet points, that rattles my cage. That messes me up. 
But those are the times, listen, those are the times that God has helped me grow the most because that's where I have trusted him more. That's when I have learned, God, I can't control any of this. And God's like, yeah, I know. Now trust me. The greatest, I don't know who this is for, but the greatest things I've ever seen Jesus do were when success or failure depended totally on him and not on me. Don't be afraid of that. Let God turn. Let God turn your Saturdays into the final day. Sunday. Let's talk about that third and last day. Sunday. The day of victory. This day was when Jesus rose from the dead. Take a look at Luke chapter 24. I'm almost done. Luke 24. And if you're a regular here, that means nothing. Okay. So Luke 20. <laughs> I'm kidding. Luke 24, starting in verse 1. Ready? On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women, the ladies we were talking about earlier, they took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his words. Victory. Jesus Christ rose from the dead and was seen by over 500 people, the scripture says. I've already told you the resurrection of Jesus Christ is actually a historical fact. Secular historians write about it. Religious historians write about it. People have tried to excuse it away. But what separates Christianity from every other religion on the planet It's the fact that our object of worship beat, conquered, and was victorious over death. And that's what separates Christianity from any other religion. No other religion can say that truthfully. And I'm not here to bash other people. That is not my point. What I'm here to tell you is that the truth is that we serve one risen Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. He was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And because of that, we can be victorious over whatever it is that we face as well. And I love the end of that passage that we just read. I think it's still up there. They remembered his words. Those of you who've been around the church for a little while, 
Could I invite you on this Easter Sunday, this resurrection, to remember what His Word says? You cannot, you cannot separate the resurrection of Jesus from His Word. I should say that again. You cannot separate the resurrection of Jesus without His Word. They remembered what Jesus said. And in my times where I need victory, I need to remember what God's Word says, believer. Those of you who have followed Jesus for a while, would you remember that He is the God who heals you? Would you remember that you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ? Would you remember that He can meet all of your needs according to His riches in glory? Would you remember that He is your refuge and your strength and a very present help in times of trouble? Would you remember that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run to that? That name and they can find safety. You see, you cannot separate the promises of the resurrection apart from the promise of God's word. Perhaps today you need victory. Perhaps there's something that you're facing. You need a healing in your body. You can find victory. You're praying that a loved one comes back to Jesus. God can do it. Jesus' victory over death brings victory over everything. Nothing is too difficult for my God. And it is proven because of the third day, the resurrection. Had he stayed in the grave, I couldn't say that. Had he stayed in the grave, the Bible says that even our preaching would be useless. Now, some of you say that anyway. I'm kidding. But without the resurrection, we have nothing. But because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone because I know who holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives whatever you're facing cannot match the power of our victorious savior And that is the blessing of Easter Sunday. Ralph, if you could help me, that'd be great. Three days today. Good Friday, the day of penalty. The day that Jesus gave it all and paid the price for our sin. Saturday, a day of absolute confusion Doubt, uncertainty. Some of us can relate to that. We need to be reminded today that there's a resurrection coming if we'll just stay faithful to God. And then some of us, 
we need victory, we need to remember what his word says. He heals, he forgives, he restores, he repairs, he does it all. And I serve a risen Savior. I wonder, how can I pray for you today? What do you need from God on this Easter Sunday? Do you need Him to forgive you of your sins today? He's here to do that because He paid the penalty for it. Do you need Him today to just kind of wrap His arms around you and lead you knowing that, look, I know it looks uncertain. You've got a lot of doubts right now. You're confused right now, but I've got you. I've got you. Or maybe today, you just flat out need victory. And maybe you've gotten so caught up in what you're facing that maybe you just need to be reminded again of what his word says about you. Whatever it is, the Lord's here to give it to you. Would you bow your heads, please? All of us. We're about to close. And I will tell you right now that I will not embarrass anybody. I'm not going to call anybody forward or I'm not going to have you stand or anything like that. I'm just, I want to know whom to pray for today. So I'm going to ask three questions and then we'll be finished. And I want to start with that first day. That day that Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Do you need Jesus to forgive you today. Maybe you were once close to him. Maybe you were once serving him, but you've drifted away from God. Today is the day to restore that relationship with him. He will take you back. Or maybe you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins and become the Lord of your life. So whether this is the first time or maybe it's the 101st time, Jesus says, hey, let's make this the last time. I want to do something lasting in your life here today. And you'll say, Pastor, I need his forgiveness. I need to get right with God. I'm just going to simply ask you to do one thing, is that's just to slip your hand up and put it right back down. I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Are there more hands? Thank you. Are there more people? I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Thank you. Who else needs Jesus to forgive them of their sins today? You need a new start with Jesus. You need to start doing things his way and not your way. Is there anyone else? You need Jesus today. That second day, there was so much uncertainty. There was so much doubt. And maybe you're right there. You you have more questions than answers. You're not sure with what you're facing right now. And it's not that you did anything wrong. You're just at that place. You're at that Saturday. And the Lord just wants to say, look, I've got you. You may not have all the answers, but I do. So just trust me because there's a resurrection coming. There's life coming. And if that's you, maybe I could pray for you today. If that's you and hands are already going up. Yes. Thank you. Are there others? Yes. Yes. Yes, I need, I need Jesus to meet me in the midst of my confusion, my uncertainty. Who else? Thank you, thank you. Hands are going up everywhere. Are there others? Say, yes, pastor, pray for me. Yes, pastor, pray for me. Pray for me, pastor. I, I need, I need him. Thank you. I need him to give me clarity. I just need to trust him.
My last question, you just need victory today. There is something specific you're facing. You need Jesus to give you a miracle. That same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is here today. And he's here to provide for you. He is here to heal you. He is here to deliver you. He is here to do what man cannot. And you'll say, Pastor, would you pray for me before we close here today? I need victory in a particular situation. There's a specific thing I'm going through. I need victory. If that's you, last time, put your hands up as well. Thank you. Many hands, many hands, many of us needing victory today. Many of us need some clarity. Many of us need a savior here today. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, would you please, church? I'm going to pray. And here's what we're going to do. Okay. I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm going to invite you, when I get done praying, that if you would like to find a place to pray and just you and God talk things out, I invite you to do that. It may be easier for you to come and kneel at the front and make an altar here. Maybe you're more comfortable just sitting in your chair, but if you need to talk to God, would you do so? And I got to say this. If there's somebody here, you need an answer from God, and you haven't gotten it yet, okay, hear me. Especially those of you on Saturday, those of you looking for clarity, those of you who are uncertain right now, trust the one who has the answer. Trust the one who has the answer, even if you don't have it. Trust the one, he's got the answer. I want you to know he's got the answer. Receive that, whoever that is. So I want to pray. And then when I say amen, you're either dismissed to enjoy the rest of your day with your family or to spend some time here talking to the Lord, but let's do some business with Jesus if we can, okay? Lord Jesus, right now, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would fill the room. And God, there are those here who are in need of a Savior. We need you to forgive we need you to become the Lord of our lives. And so together, Lord God, we pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and become my Lord and Savior, Jesus. Help me to do things your way and not my way. Help me, Lord God, to walk with you. And when I fail, Lord, may I, may I find my strength and my forgiveness in you. So God, separate my sin from me as far as east and west. And God, make me right with you. God, I pray for those that are kind of stuck in Saturday. They're facing uncertainty. Lord God, I pray that you would just wrap your arms around them spiritually. And God, I pray that they would know that they could trust you. We might not have the answers, but God, you've got them. We may not understand, but God, you do. And so Lord, we trust you. We trust you. We may not even like this. We probably don't, but God, we trust you in the midst of it. So I pray, God, I pray for those that need clarity today and just need to know that you're in control. And Lord God, for those of us on the resurrection moment where we need life, we need a miracle, Lord, may the same Holy Spirit that raised you from the dead 
enter into our lives and interject yourself, Lord God, in our situations, that you will do a good thing, that you will do a great thing. And Lord, we'll thank you for what you do. Lord, go before us now as we leave here. And those of us who are going to spend some time in prayer, meet with us, speak to us, and we'll thank you for all you do. And it's in your name that we pray this. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you need to pray, feel free to do so right now. If God's released you, you can consider yourself dismissed.